0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a big night of European action. Celtic looked on course to secure an impressive away win before losing 4-3 at Real Betis. Rangers lose a home group stage game under Steven Gerrard with Leon running out 2-0 winners. And can the likes of Livingston and Motherwell take advantage of any European hangover when league football returns? One man who might be interested in that joins us in the studio. It's Motherwell and Scotland defender Stephen O'Donnell and he's alongside Hugh Keevans. Rarely can there have been a night of so much excitement and so many goals without a cause for celebration at the end of it. Celtic and Rangers gave it their all, but in the end, it wasn't good enough. If a win is a win is a win, then a defeat is a defeat is a defeat. Both of them are now on the back foot where the Europa League is concerned. But we can't dwell on Thursday night because Sunday afternoon is too important Isn't it Stephen? I don't know if European hangovers exist The way people suggest that they do But you and your Motherwell teammates David Martindale and his Livingston team Is that is that the hope? We well, certainly hope so But um, I've been in the end of sometimes When it came, comes back to biting the backside Whenever they kind of get a kick up the bum and, and they come out and perform But to be fair I, I watched the game last night And I thought Rangers performed well Against a, a very very good Leon side And And I thought slightly unfortunate to, to lose. Well, one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch with Stephen O'Donnell and Hugh Kevens tonight. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB, but it goes without saying we much prefer to speak to you on the phone. So pick it up and let us know what's on your mind. It's fairly simple for us on these Friday nights. What did you make of last night? Celtic fans, it started so well, better than any of you uh, would have imagined. I guess two 0 up could even have been three. Then some defensive frailties kicked in Then rallied again at the end And maybe could have got something out of the game How do you look back on it? It was clearly an understrength team uh, And Rangers fans how, how do you assess a game like that? Where Steven Gerrard says it's The best team you've faced in Europe You did fine within the game According to Stephen O'Donnell A 2-0 defeat on the night An injury to Ryan Kent Now a doubt over Alfredo Morelos as well So quite a bit to get through there what did you make of it last night? 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We'll kick off um, by hearing from some of the managers to perhaps get you in the mood. Ange Postacoglu kicked off first. He was left with mixed emotions after the defeat to Real Betis. It was a 4-3 uh, defeat on the night despite taking that two-goal lead. And he says, though, there, there were positives for his, him to focus on. You come to these games to measure yourself. You know, there's... Yeah, you can come here and shy away from the fight and you know, we come in and try and get a nil-all draw and you never really know how far away you are from, from beating top-quality opposition. You know, we decided that we wanted to take the game to a good team tonight and I don't think there was much between the sides. So I think you know, yeah, they won, it was, you know, but it was equal amount of chances for both sides and, and, and for a lot, large parts of the game I thought we looked more threatening. We've set our stall to be a certain kind of team and, and to do that it gets tested in the toughest of times and as you said at 4-2 you know I, you know we didn't have any attacking players on the bench so I couldn't really make any substitutions to make a difference so the players just had to suck it up and they did and at the end I thought we looked threatening you know we, we scored one and could have got another one um, to get to get even but no, it wasn't to be now your question is very simple to kick us off tonight what did you make of last night's games 01419511025 Alec is in Renfrew he's first up tonight how do you look back on it Alec? 
Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah, I watched the game last night. Uh, I don't believe, I like Big Ange, but I don't believe that we can ever go anywhere and play for a 0 draw. We're not good enough. I mean, obviously, last night, as Mel Sorrow got booked after seven minutes, the Portuguese team tried to get him sent off after 10, and he made a massive mistake believing on, on the park. And when he came out for the second half, I could not believe my eyes that he hadn't changed it. The guy couldn't tackle. He was obviously totally invisible. He was scared to put the, the foot in. Uh, I think he puts the foot in too uh, too wrong too many times anyway. He causes too many fouls and, ta- and, and what have you. Uh, I don't think he's a good enough player. But Big Ange should have took him off as soon as the, the Portuguese team started trying to get him sent off. We were playing with a man down. Uh, big chap Starfelt that we bought for four and a half million. I don't know who scouted him, but He's definitely no any better than Duffy was last year. Uh, I know people are saying let him settle in, but I cannot see any star qualities about this guy, big guy at all. I think he's, he's an accident waiting to happen every time he gets near the ball. And I think young Welsh should, should be in the team instead of him. Was there anything that you were happy with, Alec? <laughs> obviously, obviously I was delighted when we went to up and up for him. <laughs> we're, we're looking at each other and we're saying, what's going on here? But even at 2 off up, and I said to my son, Barry, this game is no done. You know, because any time anybody attacks us, uh, we're in trouble. We're, ab- we're absolutely sh- so shaky at the back. Big Joe Hart, you've seen his face last night. He's, he's not got any cover at all. There, there are a bag of nerves at the back. As soon as somebody attacks us, especially with young Ralston, I'm not going to blame him for everything because he scored a good goal, but he's vastly out of position every time we play. I mean, he's running back last night for the third goal and he's waving to other people to, to cover where he should be. But again, is this worse for his manager? He got up in the park. He should really be defending before he starts attacking. OK, let's put that to the guys. Hugh, sometimes football is about outcome... Versus expectation uh-huh. And Celtic were In many people's minds Going to be up against it anyway It was a tough tie A La Liga side Away from home Then they had Untold amount of Absentees For various reasons uh-huh. So given all that It was alright wasn't it It was pretty good They were 2-0 up at tight You know It looked good Yes they lost the game You can never go overboard And be happy with that But um, Ange Postacoglu says he takes the positives Alec found a couple of positives How I, many were there for you? I listened to the programme Tuesday night and Wednesday night And I heard Celtic supporters Come on and say Listen, I'd settle for a 2 nothing defeat just now um, So in that regard There were positives from Celtic The one area where I agree with Alec And there weren't many areas over what he had to say He started off by saying that Celtic we're trying to play for a nil-nil draw. Absolutely not. You heard Ange Postacoglu say he refuses to go anywhere and shy away from the fight, to use his expression. My problem with Celtic, and Alec made the point, that a game is never over, even when they're two up. Bad defending has become too much of a defining characteristic for Celtic. They were three up on aggregate against AZ Alkmaar, and how they get into the competition, the group stages, I do not know because they spent the remainder of the game with their back to the wall. Mitchelland to go out of the Champions League, Some, bad defending. I mean, last right, night, you, bad you, defending. You can do the history lesson, but if we look at last night, to have the, the players available that they did, was it not understandable that... Some of the stuff I mean for instance Soro wouldn't Alex very unhappy With Soro's part He wouldn't have played At all Had Callum McGregor Been but, available But you see It's not a history lesson Because all of this Has happened this 
season no, but you Bad need... defending is a defining mm. characteristic of Celtic no, but that, You're maybe going off that from last season Whenever maybe people criticised the defence But it's a new manager It's a new regime It's still very early on And the games you're talking about are a month ago They're hardly six months ago Where you're going Well this is a defining character characteristic I think if Yes is, is losing 4-2 Great when you've been 2-0 up No but again it was a very good side and Celtic played the way the manager came in and promised the fans and promised everyone that he would want I to play I think he's done a remarkable job given that he took on a disaster area. Um, however, at the same time, the business of the club must go on. Champions League, maybe it was too early for the man? Out. Europa League, uh, on the back foot already. Uh, Celtic, as the season goes forward, if you can't defend, you can't win anything. But again, properly on the back foot would be to lose a home game against one of the weaker teams in the group. To go to a La Liga side and lose 4-3, it's clearly not a good start. I couldn't pre- no one could pretend it's a good start, but it's not the end of the world, is it? Well, Bayer Leverkusen at Celtic Park next. I would say right now, uh, on the 17th of September, Bayer Leverkusen are favourites to win at Celtic Park um, because... Of this Achilles heel I, I cannot make a virtue Out of heroic failure He's done a magnificent job He's been very unfortunate Particularly with the loss of uh, Furuhashi uh, He's got Yota playing extremely well They are occasionally Very exciting to watch Celtic But as the season progresses The defensive frailty Has to mm. be eliminated Or domestically and in European football, you cannot succeed. Is that a I fair point about um, Sorrow, Stephen? Just given that if you look at the way the... Uh, remind me, the, I think it is the first goal, is it? Where he, that's, he can only dip a toe because he, he's on that booking and it's all a bit tentative and it allows Betis to go and get back into the game. But, but again, it maybe comes into the, the players that aren't available. Like You can't really change things if you maybe don't have that player that, mm. to come straight in that you'd like. Um, look, I think when you're talking about Bayer Leverkusen coming to Parkhead... They're maybe favourites because they bought Celtics right back for how many million? 11, 11 million. So maybe they're favourites because that's their budget, whereas Celtic are operating at a different level. Yeah, but if we, you know, all the things but that you're saying, fa- you, you, 2 nothing Celtic last night, I, I, I'm not aware of people all around me saying, you know, he's been hampered by injury and the loss of players. Of course they were, because that's what made it even more remarkable. Well, I think you're trying to make a virtue of heroic failure. No, there's a thing called perspective, which is important <laughs> well, at times. And there's individual perspective, and I'm giving you my individual perspective. Yeah, I think most people know you're you're a harder man to please than most. I, well, I stand here to offer my opinion. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you uh, to Alec and Renfrew. Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard. He says the scoreline last night was a bit harsh on Rangers. Uh, he doesn't want to be too critical of his players. I think it was a bit harsh on the players over the 90 minutes in terms of general play, but we've been punished for two sloppy moments, one in the first half, one in the second, and you know, at this level, good players and, and high-caliber players, teams at this level, uh, will always punish you when your team's open, so we're frustrated with the two goals we've conceded and the result, but them two goals aside, I'm not sure there was too much in the two teams, in all honesty. We're disappointed with tonight's result, but there's still five games, 15 points to play for, so it's still very early. We we have to appreciate that this was a tough game tonight. Um, not the start of the group that we wanted, but there's still a lot of football to be played and uh, there's still a chance for us to, to get out of this group and that's the primary aim. Right, let's bring in Tommy uh, from Greenock. Tommy, what about Rangers last night? Um, well, Rangers, I thought, I think Gerrard's right. I think 
there was really much to differentiate the two teams. Then you've had a few shots, could you convert them? Um, but I still don't think they're firing 100%. I'm just maybe thinking the whole goals in a fair might be unsettling on a few people on the team because it hasn't signed a new contract. I don't really know. Um, the Celtic game, I think, if you look at the Celtic game, you were looking. If you stood to the Celtic front of the mirror, you would see Real Batiz, exact same teams. Great at attack, terrible at defence. And as John Hartson said last night, you can't keep great scoring three and four goals every game. You know, it just isn't, it's just not going to happen. So... Uh, their defence is terrible Stephen I know on, on the Rangers side of things You, you kind of agreed with what, what Stephen Gerrard there said In the sense that, that, that they, were, they were okay they were, they were fine Missing that Maybe that next level That cutting edge to really go and hurt a team like Leon, But never really out the game Yeah I thought um, in, in the game I thought in the balance of play It was re- relatively even Whenever Leon went 1-0 up It got a bit more comfortable for them Then 2 up Naturally you're kind of pushing And then they're countering But I thought they, they played nice football. You're you're used to big teams like Leon coming to, to Parkhead and Ibrox and maybe sitting in a bit more. Rangers didn't do that. They played their, their football. They still had a narrow front three. And, and, it, and it was... There wasn't the most amount of chances in the game, but it was an entertaining watch tactically because you were seeing what both teams were trying to do. Um, just obviously that first bit of quality from the from the winger cutting inside and, and bending it in past McGregor, who's obviously a, a top goalkeeper, was was a bit of quality that really was the, the deciding factor because it then meant Rangers had to try and push a bit mm. more but I, th- I thought Rangers like people keep saying Rangers are, are struggling or not struggling but they've not hit their form they're sitting top of the league still and um and but in terms, in terms of Europe they can have some as well they, they lost <laughs> they lost four goals to Malmo to go out of the Champions League at the qualifying stages two bad goals in Malmo and two bad goals at Ibrox in the second half playing against ten men and last night, Stephen Gerrard could say it was harsh, but he also said sloppy. They lost sloppy goals, and uh, the, mm. it, it, their mistakes. So in Europe, uh, the this season, and again, it's not a history lesson. It's this season in Europe. Uh, they've done exceptionally well in the seasons gone by under Stephen Gerrard, but in Europe this season, he used the, the appropriate word sloppy. Uh, I mean, Tommy, were Rangers? Architects of their own downfall to an extent when you look at how they did give the ball away for both goals? I think so, and I don't, I'm not going to criticise you guys because you're a great guy, Captain Irving Tavernier. I don't like the way he keeps continually charging forward, especially against a side like Leon, because you're going to get caught at the back. I think that, I think Rangers play are missing sort of intensity, they're not moving the ball quick enough when they get it. Um, I think that's what's missing through what was there last year. But as I said, I don't like Tavernier keep continually charging forward. He gets away in domestic football But sometimes they're going to get punished When they're playing better opposition I think that the punishing bit is Maybe not Tavernier specifically But if you look at I think Ryan Kent obviously we Don't want to single people out for criticism But he happened to be the one That, that kind of gave the ball away a couple of times Stephen and There's one thing giving the ball away In a game where you, you maybe doesn't It doesn't come back to haunt you But when a player then comes inside And as you say sticks an unbelievable finish Past Alan McGregor And then there's a slight air of calamity About the second one yeah, look again. It's you're talking about uh, Tavernier, Tavernier being too too far up. It's it's a it's a common point of how Rangers play. They have Barisic high on the left, they have Tava high on the right, and it brings a great brand of football. They have their three midfield that, that drop in and, and do the defensive job at times when they're caught high. You can't then praise it when they're winning every week. No, and no, when, wins you the game in Perth at the weekend. Yes, and then and then the minute it goes against you, you either need to accept it or. Or mm. don't, but you can't. It's like you can't pick and choose. And sadly, I think that's the hard thing 
it's a tactical decision from the manager how they like to play and, and at that level they maybe get punished more than, than maybe at domestic football whenever a mistake's made to lose the ball but look again it's um, the way their two fullbacks play most teams in, in the SPL admire it how they, how they go on and how the team's structured certainly tactically they're very very astute and, and Gerrard's done a great job over the past is it three seasons now to, to kind of get that drilled into them 01419511025 thank you to Tommy we're going to take more of your calls uh, we'll get injury updates from both Ange Postacoglu and Stephen Gerrard next 01419511025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Stephen O'Donnell in the studio Stephen's Motherwell side coming up against Rangers this weekend of course got some great fixtures to look forward to a Dundee derby as well always a highlight of the football calendar let's keep taking calls on last night's games 01419511025 um, Stephen Gerrard says Rangers need to be more creative in the final third on nights like last night he says you get punished for your mistakes against teams like Leon. You're playing against good players and good teams. You're playing against someone who's won the World Cup, so it's not easy to create and score against these teams at this level, but the learning thing for us is in the final third. I even thought first half, you know, we, we can maybe believe in, in ourselves a bit more. We can maybe take a few more risks and be a bit more bolder. We created some half-decent situations, but not enough clear-cut. So at this level, you, you've got to be a bit better in the final third. There's certainly a realisation from all of us players and staff that you get punished at this level far more than domestically that's that's the way it is um, you know you, you're playing against as I say high calibre players out there um, and if the team's open and, and we give the ball away in them areas you leave yourself wide open to be punished and um, we we paid in the second half for, for a similar incident and um, if we're to get the result that we strive for against this level of teams we have to do everything perfect or close to perfect and they're the two situations that we've got wrong tonight and James is on the line from Barhead. What's on your mind tonight, James? Good evening, Gordon, um, Hugh, and Stephen. Hope you're all well. Thank you. Yep. Um, yeah, I've just heard a couple of quick um, points from the calls so far tonight, talking about fullbacks being out of position, being too far up the park. Um, but just with Stephen on the panel, I'm just kind of surely if your manager tells you that's the formation and tactics you're going to play, they're not they're not out of position. They're where their manager wants them to be, as such. So. I suppose the yes, they can't be out of position if they go if they fall asleep, whatever. But, but surely if that's the tactics are set up to do, all they're doing is their managers told them to do. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that was kind of what, what I'd kind of touched on was if that's what you're getting told to do, it might look bad on, say, the sky cameras when they analyse it versus because they might look like you're out of position. But if that's what your manager's telling you to do or to be, like you look at, I think, Celtic, one of the things Celtic were doing, certainly the first few games, I've seen them, it was the the fullbacks were coming inside. If you lost the ball at that position, it looks like uh, I think it was Taylor and Ralston on centre mid. You're going, what? Well, why are they there? But that's what they're getting told to do. So you can't then criticise them. So again, like was 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 obviously with Rangers the other night. I don't know if Gerard's telling them that. Well, you'd imagine I mean, so. He's I imagine so because he's done it for the past two or three years. But um, yeah, you definitely. I don't think the blame can. I don't think it'd be in the manager either but it's not certainly attached to the I mean point. don't get me wrong James I don't even know if that was a real feature of last night the, the previous caller certainly he brought it up he, he didn't he wasn't happy with with certain aspects of it what what did you take away from last night we just heard the manager there talking about having to be more creative in the final third is that fair? Yeah I think it's just 
Yeah, very much so. Bruce uh, really disappointed. I think the, I was on previously talking about the Malmo result, and I think against Leon, it's a much higher calibre team. And I just thought after the last couple of years, we would have quitted ourselves better. Yes, it's, um, I think we did well last night, and the score was a bit harsh on us. But um, when you think what we had up front, um, especially when Scott Wright came on, but um, I just thought we had we had a lot of like, possibilities up front that we just didn't seem to hold out. And, and up against Boateng, I know that uh, Golson had a couple of really good balls over the top to try and expose the spe- uh, pace and stuff. I thought we might get some change out of that. But uh, I just think if we turned up last night as we did a lot in the games last season, I think with the result would have been different. So I'm just a wee bit, wee bit disappointed these games are going by and we're not really getting what we... What I think we deserve out of them. I, I think uh, I agree with James on that particular point that last season, that last night might not have happened. Um, prior to last night's game, and because it was Stephen Gerrard's 50th European tie as Rangers manager, um, people were going back over Rangers' greatest hits at Ibrox or away from Ibrox in terms of European football, the nights when they've come back from two down, etc., etc. Last night, they had a reasonable night. Uh, the goalkeeper made a terrific save from Ryan Kent. Um, however, I just felt that they were off the pace. I felt that Kent's mistakes in particular were punished. Um, if you lose the ball to players of that calibre, that's what will happen to you. Within a matter of five seconds, it's in your mm. net. Uh, I just thought that last night they did not reach the levels of performance that they have over the course of the last three seasons been capable of reaching under Stephen Gerrard. What do you make of that, James? Because if you just take a step back and look at last night, Stephen Gerrard says Leon were arguably the best team they've faced in Europe. There's not a great deal in the game. You lose 2-0. It might be easy to kind of shrug your shoulders and say, well, fair enough. You know that, that's, that's where we're at. But as Hugh says, maybe the bar has been raised by Stephen Gerrard Rangers side in Europe over the last couple of seasons good teams have come and, and the Knights have gone a little bit better than they did last night so can is there a, a magic dust missing from last season or is it just one of those nights and a bit of disruption to the team and so on uh, no, definitely something missing from last season. We were we were more on it last season. Um, I think I think some midfield's not working as well as it has been for us. And I don't know if we're just trying to shoot on Lundstrom in because I think that I feel would maybe be further forward, etc. So I, I just I, I just it wasn't as good last night as it was last year. I know that was it Leon got to the semi final Champions League two three seasons ago. So they are a much higher caliber team, and we've got to kind of identify that we're up against a team like that. We're disappointed we don't come with something as a, a massive step forward for us. But we're we're used to that level of expectation now, where we can we can mix it against like teams from La Liga, from Bundesliga, etc. And I quit ourselves well, and I just I just feel opportunity last night that the front line had, had sort of kind of replicated summer, if not all of last year's but, uh, performances. It just would have been better. Would they get a different result out of it? It's, um, it's good. It's, it's good that we're disappointed against a team like that, whereas you're probably thinking most times. It, It'd be a cricket score about three, four years ago against a team like that. So there's definitely improvements, but it doesn't doesn't hurt any less. Yeah, I mean, is that where is that what it is, Stephen? Is that a raising of of the bar where Rangers fans can be a bit disappointed that you're not doing more to to beat a team like Leon? Because I think James is right. A few years ago, we, we wouldn't have been having this discussion. Yeah, I certainly think so. And and again, it's compliment to the the group of players and the manager how how well they've done. Certainly last season and the season before, they performed very well. I think it was. 
the season the last um, league for Celtic Rangers still performed very well in Europe so it was kind of the, this team's simmering away in last season they obviously kicked off and, and, and were outstanding from start to finish and, and again maybe just the again I don't think they've been poor but um, maybe they're just a wee bit missing and the expectations are higher If you look at the league games they've played this season as well you know Dundee United lost um, other than the win over Celtic you know, we, we agreed the other night there that uh, Stephen Gerrard would say that there hasn't been a totally satisfactory mm. performance in the league. There's plenty of time. We're only mid-September. Does last season's bar then become difficult? Because uh, right now, that's all people keep saying. Oh, well, compared to last... Uh, uh-huh. maybe, maybe the chances of hitting last season's heights are actually pretty slim. When you think about defensively, that you know the number of goals that they conceded, is that is that the worst? Because... They're top of the league at the moment, yeah. as Stephen said. There is nothing to suggest yet that they can't progress through this Europa the, League group. Yeah. But at the moment, the criticism is coming from a comparison to last season. The funny thing about last season, of all seasons, that should have been one to most test the mentality, the character of the players, because it was the one where Celtic were going for 10 in a row. Therefore, the, the bulk of the pressure, I think, was with Rangers, because if you were the Rangers team... That allows Celtic to win 10 in a row You go down in infamy For the rest of your career But they coped with it Not only coped with it They thrived on it They won the league by 25 points And I wouldn't uh, denigrate Rangers Insult Rangers by saying Look at the state Celtic were in Rangers won the league And they did it by the sweat of their own brow Perhaps there's some kind of subconscious reaction to what happened last season because they did very well in Europe and they won the league by 25 points. But as James on the line said, last night was indicative of Rangers not being bang Mm. at it yet. All right, thank you to James. It was obviously a bit of a makeshift team for Celtic last night. No Callum McGregor. No Leal Abada, that was on top of the likes of Furuhashi who've, who was already missing. The manager says, though, that shows that they are still heading in the right direction. Don't get me wrong, I, you know, I'm disappointed we didn't win tonight and, and disappointed we didn't, um, the players don't get rewards, but it doesn't sort of deter my uh, bullishness about where we're heading. As I said, we're just going to get stronger. I've got no doubt about that. I mean, tonight is, if that's our baseline against a very good opponent, you know, we're going to get some players back who, you know, are going to help us absolutely in terms of particularly in the, you know, just settling the team down a bit and, and we'll get stronger. Paul is a Celtic fan. How do you reflect on it, Paul? Hey, hi, Gordon. Hi, Stephen. Hi, you. Hello, Paul. You said a word earlier on, Gordon, perspective, and I think that's that's what you need to go with. I mean, I heard the previous caller, it was Alec. I think I disagreed with every single word he said. Maybe our thoughts are getting bet. Nobody wants to get beaten, right? But let's get things in perspective here. They were playing. Big Angie's been here in the equivalent of 10 minutes uh, with four or five first team players out. Before the game, we were getting told there's no chance. It's a, a really good team from, uh, from Spain. Uh, I've heard the defence getting absolutely uh, pelters. Well, it's, it's the area of the team that Celtic need to work on. But the big Andrew's only been here a short space of time. Some of these guys have only been here a couple of months. I don't see the, I don't see it myself. Uh, the the abuse that Starfield's getting. I I don't I don't see it. 
honestly don't see it. There's a big guy left Celtic and went down to Brentford for 14 million. Now you're not telling me that the clangers he had, that he was a better defender than Starfelt. Better at attacking. His defensive duties, which he was a defender, he's no better. And if the Celtic defence was that bad, what about the best defence? If they're supposed to be in a, another planet to Celtic, I think I think people are getting carried away with how bad it was. Celtic done, Big Ange said, I was delighted to see them taking the game with them. Delighted. And I must admit, I did think when Jota missed, I wanted to make it to go 3 nothing up. I, I thought we might we might regret that but Celtic were always in the game I mean at the end of they were lucky not to get a draw so I think people are going over the top about this I think you know Paul let me take you through the back four Ralston people were getting upset on here because Anthony Ralston wasn't in the last Scotland squad Starfelt uh, was a four and a half million pound signing uh, Cameron Carter Vickers has come in here from the highest level of English football and Josip Juranovic, uh, again, another uh, expensive signing, £2.5 million for Celtic. The nature of the goals that Celtic lost last night, the first one is unlucky. It's a, a fortunate deflection for Real Betis and Celtic are unlucky. But thereafter, they, they lose goals far too easily. And it's repetitious. And is it Altmar? The, the, the nature of the goals lost there Joe Hart what was he thinking about Starfelt goodness me so you you have to be more demanding I do understand that, that they've been gelled together by Ange Postacoglu but the nature mm. of the goals last night three of the four were just conceded far too easily so, and cheaply when you say you need, so you need to be more demanding so what is the demand on Celtic last night so you so anything less than a draw is not good enough last night no no before the match so what are you demanding that, then that, well the, let me give you an answer before the match I thought that Celtic would lose heavily okay I, uh, now I'm speaking with the benefit of hindsight now mm-hmm. uh, so I, I commend them for the score being as close as it was but I just think that Goals are conceded so cheaply. Stephen might stick up for defenders everywhere here, though. It's, it's not always to do with the back four when you can, when you concede goals. You know, and people talk about Celtic being open. That's a, that's a team thing. That's not yeah individually I, I, down to members of the back four. Kind of similar to the t- point about Rangers and and how Postecoglou has tried to play very offensive. He wants it to be four three six five rather than nil nil, right? Which I think is a, a great thing for entertainment value. There's talk all that. The, the Super League way that football's not entertaining enough and it's losing its audiences that will entertain and football will bring people in to watch Celtic play maybe not support Celtic if they're getting beat but it'll be entertaining football but whenever you play that brand the higher you go up against your, your Betis and whatnot you're then getting exposed against a better player and the more you're exposed in the counter or if you're pressing from the front there is going to be more chance of goals and and, and I think where lots of people's maybe frustration comes from it was 2-0 and then to mm. lose 4-2 but if your philosophy is to go and attack mm. and which I admire I, 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 but just on that then so rather than because the automatic assumption right now because Hugh's referenced a couple of them is that this style will not work in Europe but I'm sure Ange Postacoglu thinks looking at last night and given that it came pretty close he'll think no 
I think this still will work once Callum McGregor's back and once we've got more options and once Furuhashi's back and once Christopher Julian's there and once I can change the game and once James McCarthy's up to speed. So rather than right now deciding that this can never work, was there enough there to suggest that it can with a deeper squad? Yes, yeah, certainly. And then as you, as the, the caller touched on when Soros booked, if, if you can put McGregor on, and obviously McGregor, mm. it maybe changes that. Um, I think what it will also do is allow Celtic to be in a better place when they're playing in the SPL because if you can compete well against top opposition that are better than what's in the SPL when it comes to your, your domestic football mm. if you finish top if they win the league this year and they're in the Champions League that'll be a hell of a successful season and he could have learned so much from maybe the, the failings of his system or his players last night uh, We'll have to leave it there I didn't realise it was that time already Thank you to Paul Nice to speak to you Let's Take a breather and we'll take more of your calls after these. Good time to get your phone call in. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Stephen O'Donnell are here at 0141-951-1025 to get in touch. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. PR, for instance, says last night was the first time in the Europa League that I knew Rangers and Celtic were going to get beat. Rangers need to be more clinical and Celtic need to learn how to manage a game. It shouldn't go from 2-0 to 4-2. That's on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, let's bring in Frank and see what's on his mind tonight. Hi, Frank. Right, Gordon, hope you're well. Evening, June, evening, Stephen. Hope yours guys are well as well. Thank you. Um, Just uh, starting the show, I think Hugh is probably, in my opinion, and that's the beauty of your show, it's all about opinions. I think he was over critical of Celtic. Um, This doesn't sound like something he would do, though, Frank, does it? (laughs) I know, I know. know. But that's why we all love Hugh. Um, But um, I, I think there needs to be a better perspective on last night. You're playing against a top. Six team from um, the Spanish La Liga, pretty settled team. Um, and yes, it's it's Andy's first season. It's his first few months, and there is a massive turnover at the club. I think not only that, but when the news broke on Tuesday about Callum McGregor being missing and Abada, it just added to the already blows of been missing Kyogo. So I think if you look at last night's starting team, was I expecting Celtic to win last night? No. Hughes made a point when Celtic were turning up that most Celtic fans think back to the team selection. I, I'm going to be honest, yes, I did, because I was nervous because Sorrow always gives me nerves. I think he's he's not very good in the ball and I think his tackling is atrocious. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think as a game goes by, we don't think he's going to get a yellow card. But the point I was going to make is Celtic last night, if you look at the start of the 11, you've got Julian that will come back into that. You've got McGregor who's the captain who started the season in fire. You've got Kyogo, you've got Abada, you've got, um, I'll get his name right, Gio Camunis, um, that could come into the first team. You've got Forrest. So I think on the face of it, getting beat 4-3 away to a top quality like league side is not a bad start. And yes, we're on the back foot because we've dropped three points. But actually, I'm more encouraged about what I've seen. And I think for 70 minutes of last night, if everybody watched the game for 70 minutes I would argue Celtic were the better team they had two 10 minute crazy spells which we need to iron out because we do it quite a lot 10 minutes at the end of the first half and 10 minutes at the start of the second half but I think apart from that and I'm sure you've seen the, the relief in uh, Pellegrino's face at full time whistle Celtic were pushing and probably could have got that equaliser so I'm more optimistic I'm a glass um, half full guy in this one um, so I think there's a lot to look forward to I suppose Hugh because we can't 
rewrite this. We have to be consistent. At the start, people said Ange Postacoglu, Celtic, where they're at. You, you can't fix this in one transfer window. Mm-hmm. You cannot. Like yeah. the, the overhaul that was going to be needed, you can't fix it in one transfer window. You might just might get away with it if you get a bit of good fortune with injuries and COVID and suspensions. But was last night a stretch too far on the personnel front? You know, for for Callum McGregor to be missing. And uh, well, I don't know what this, the script is with James McCarthy. Is he still to get up to full speed, or is that a, a, a sign of of what he can offer the Celtic team at the moment? Um, as as Frank said, even you're adding in um, religious reasons for being out, which is perfectly valid, by the way. But I'm talking about you know you're 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 trying to get by in a squad that you know probably isn't quite deep enough, uh-huh. and then you're adding injuries and COVID and religious reasons, and it all sort of came together at once. I have no doubt. Uh, that Frank is entitled to his assumption that when uh, Abada, James Forrest, Furuhashi, Callum McGregor, uh, Giacomakis, when they all come back, uh, it's going to be very interesting times at Celtic. I, I think that Ange Postacoglu has done a terrific job, a job that Eddie Howe could not have done in this short space of time, and he's still in hiding, Eddie Howe. So I, I give him immense credit. I'm taking one evening in Seville into isolation. When you're two up, managers would say, it gives us something to hold on to. Celtic's problem is holding yeah. on. And um, again, I, I'm going to kind of agree with you and then contradict it right at the same time. So if you do go back the history lesson, if you look at Celtic in, in recent seasons in Europe, Stephen, they, they concede goals in these batches. You know, like two within eight minutes or, or two within ten minutes. And obviously, you know, that can flip again. Celtic did it twice last night, you know, in the first half and, and in the second half. Generally speaking, because I don't know if there is a theme there because it's a different manager and it's different players. So I, I don't know if they're linked and, and whether it's a coincidence. What was it about that as a player? Or what makes you susceptible to that? Look, it's easier said than done to not do that. These teams will come out and and they'll hit their, their, their good sides and if you give them a chance they'll take it and then you can maybe switch off after conceding things. That's what I mean, does that happen then? Does it, that it can happen, The emotions go a little bit. Because it happens a lot in football. It's not just Celtic that have maybe conceded it. Lots of teams it happens to. It's not a, obviously a very good trait, but regarding conceding goals, I'm, I've... I've been made aware supposedly that Celtic have got the, the least goals conceded in the league so far this season the most goals for if that's the case then you're maybe just saying going that next level that maybe the, the style is the players maybe can't quite do it yet but it's maybe working elsewhere so if that's true I'm, hmm. I'm kind of saying I'll I think you're that. talking I'll, nonsense I'll, I'll counter that whoever texted you on your phone there um, it was Ange they, they lost at Tynecastle they, they lost at Ibrooks and they beat up Ross County, Dundee and St Mirren. You know, Celtic in big games have got to do more. But I, I again, I repeat, Ange Postacoglu has done a job that Eddie Howe could not have done. And when he gets Furuhashi and Forrest and Nabada and McGregor back again and has another transfer window to go back to your point, Gordon, it'd be very interesting this season for Celtic. But... Cannot mm. keep on losing four goals in twenty minutes. 
I'll need to check this because I don't know if it finished this way but at one point last night when I was looking through the scores there was only one team in the Europa League that scored more than Celtic last night mm-hmm. but it was Real Betis <laughs> no one else scored three <laughs> last night I think I'll need to double check if it finished that way it was that, that so way at one right, point you should score two and then pitch a ten exactly um, Frank what is it about these batches you know like these ten minute spells eight minute spells and, and how damaging they can be um, I, th- I think Stevens, right? He's a player, and, and he's a, he's at forefront and sees it happen. Uh, it's not just happened this season; it's happened over seasons. We've been two 0 up away to Milan, two 0 up away to Leo. Um, we, we get these crazy spells, and it's almost like the players do lose their bearings. You've got, particularly when you're away, you've got a, a vociferous crowd, and the same can happen at Celtic Park and at Ibrox when when teams come to these places, like you, you heard the Leon manager last night talking about the, the atmosphere at Ibrook. So if Rangers had scored last night, you know that 50,000 fans would have probably had a different effect than Leon. And I think that happened last night as well with Celtic. I think not having McGregor last night didn't help. So I think you go 2-0 up with your, your captain, maybe would have made a bit of a difference. And I think that probably the one mistake that Ange made last night I think there was a Celtic fan in the planet, even if you look watching Twitter. Sorrow was walking in eggshells after getting booked after nine minutes. Now, can you pull a player off after nine minutes? No. But he got away with one when he pushed the boy in the back after 30 minutes, just before I think they scored. Yeah. So you, you look at that first goal, I think their game management, I'd have brought on McCarthy and you were saying, where's he at? And I think we know he's not yet at match fitness, but I thought when he came on, Celtic looked a better team and took control of the game again um, and I think if we had played another five, ten minutes we could have got equalised so I think it's just it's the early days it's a, it's a team that's just been put together I think there's a bit of getting together so I think there's a, there's a whole catalogue of things but I think Stephen's bang on it's you lose a goal or sometimes you score a goal also it can throw a bit of the concentration so listen it's early days what I'm saying is Thinking the positive side from a Celtic point of view, there's plenty to come for this team. And I think you made a brilliant point, by the way. Really? What Ange's, what Ange's done, Eddie Howe could never have done. And I remember being on this phone in the night the Eddie Howe deal fell through and I was gutted. But thank God that happened. That's all I'm saying. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Thank you, Frank. There must be something in the air. He rounded that off in polite fashion and even said that Hugh had made a brilliant point. There we go. We're all friends. After all, 01419511025. Right now, that's the number you need for Beat the Pundit. Hugh Keevens and Stephen O'Donnell. Remind me, what's your record have you played before? No no games and and I'm hoping no more. Have you never played I'm, in the I'm times hopeless. you've been in? I've wow. done a couple of times on the in the car, but oh. I've been pretty poor most Interesting. times. Interesting. Okay, well, let's see if you can take advantage of that. 01419511025. You do need to call before seven o'clock, and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen O'Donnell and Hugh Evans are here. It's 01419511025. To join them If you've still got thoughts On last night's games That's dominated The start of the show So please do uh, Get them And what about going forward Stephen Gerrard Saying Ryan Kent Could be out for a few weeks With a hamstring injury Alfredo Morelos Is a doubt for Sunday Stephen O'Donnell Will be coming up against uh, That Rangers side Of course It's going to be a big weekend Of football So whatever is on your mind Pick up that phone And let us know We'll do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online 
Or maybe he can't get back in a winning Motherwell team Who knows, we're going to have to wait and see On Sunday, Milo's going to play Beat the Pundit tonight Milo's from Greenock, how's it going? I'm good, yourself? Not bad at all, thank you Milo Stephen O'Donnell says he's hopeless at quizzes And he's never played before So you will be desperate for the coin to land on tails Although I'm not sure he was much better anyway Depends what mood you get him in uh, Heads it will nah, be Rubbish, heads, um, this rubbish. <laughs> It'll be Stephen O'Donnell it could be worse if he got to jail. Oh, that would be worse, believe me, his record this season. But it is heads, so it's Hugh. Yes, up against come on, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> that celebration. He just celebrated more uh, for not playing Beat the Pundit than he did that night in Belgrade. What, what kind of professional <laughs> attitude is that? <laughs> I've never seen a man so relieved uh, in all my life. Let's give Hugh Keevan some Clyde 2 to listen to. Um, 30 seconds on the clock, Milo. You're going up against Hugh, and the only thing you really need to know is that you're welcome to pass and move on to the next question if you don't know, okay? Alright Good man Your 30 seconds Is going on the clock And it starts Now Name any major trophy Kieran Tierney Has won at Arsenal so far The FA Cup What nationality Is former Rangers player Carlos Peña Mexican What Scottish club Did James McPake Start his playing career with Uh, Livingston Who was the Dundee United manager Immediately before Tam Courts Mickey Mellon which player is older Grant Hanley or James Forrest Grant Hanley which Scottish Championship side have won every league game so far this season oh pass Okay, let's bring Hugh back Hugh can you hear us Prince and party like it's 1999 and that's what Milo will be doing in about two minutes time there's every chance are you ready Okay. name any major trophy Kieran Tierney has won at Arsenal FA Cup what nationality is former Rangers player Carlos Peña um, Which Scottish club did James McPake start his playing career with? Livy. Who was the Dundee United manager immediately before Tam Courts? Um, Robbie Nielsen. Which footballer is older, Grant Hanley or James Forrest? Forrest. Which Scottish Championship side have won every league game so far this season? Cali Thistle. Name any Scottish club that Simon Stainrod played for. Dundee. Well, well, well Milo, he got through a few more questions Do you think that could come back to bite you? I think he's beat me I think he's beat me I thought Milo was really good as well Because Milo, straight off the bat FA Cup, you got that one as well He knew that Carlos Peña was Mexican And uh-huh. you didn't uh, You both knew James McPake And Milo knew Mickey Mellon Was the, the manager before oh, Tam Course. Yeah. So at this point, it's 4-2 to Milo And on to the next question You've got the choice a 50-50 chance Who's older Grant Hanley Or James Forrest Milo went for Hanley Hugh went for Forrest Do you talk about these things In the Scotland camp Would you have a definitive on that There's only a couple of months Between them I thought it might have been Grant <laughs> It's James Forrest He's July Hanley's November Both 91 So Hugh equalises uh, No he's still one behind Sorry uh, Which championship side Have won every league game so far It's Inverness so Hugh does equalise And Milo I can't believe it I thought you were Absolutely flying But he's right Dundee Simon Stainrod A 5-4 victory For Hugh Keevans Unlucky Milo 
Big no, I signed it up against the master and he knows he knows his stuff. Well, he's been called many things before, yeah, yeah, some yeah. that sound a bit like that, you, but you, certainly you were not close, that before. You were close there, Milo. Did, did I just see him do a celebratory gesture that might get you too much banned from the compliance <laughs> officer? Very it looked I, I like that out the corner of my eye. A gentleman of his vintage. I'll just see him smile would you haven't done the full no, show. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say your, your entire life. Uh, he's, he's he's happy. He's happy. You with that. you do not get to comment on beat the pundit. You <laughs> celebrated it not exactly. get the game. I, I also got three out. <laughs> so thank Would it have been a three? It would have been a That's three. That's alright. Oh. I mean it's not good enough to win, not not on Hughes level. But we listen, we've had we've had zeros. We've had various zeros in here before. So right, thank you, Milo. Oh one four one nine five one. What a Friday night I'm going to have now 1025 I won beat the pundit Might double your red wine intake From half a glass to one tonight Please drink responsibly Next commercial break (laughs) I'm going to phone the house And get the champagne on ice Your phone will be engaged Because it always is Because Mrs (laughs) Keevans just goes on the phone to people When you're out I've seen this movie before BT are going to give her an award At the end of the year Honestly it's a real It's a common moan from him He's in the He's old school as you know He's got the Nokia and all that I'm looking at the phone thinking Does he even ring now? So he And he's not daft He'll pick up the office phone To to make his call He'll phone home Slammed it down. Four, she's on the phone again. She's got four sisters. She's got four sisters and two daughters. What giants have you got? <laughs> right, 01419511025. The lines are busy, but I don't think they ever get engaged, so you should be fine to, to give us a call and um let us know what is on your mind. Um Stephen, as we said, Sunday is the way that we get used to these things. Thursday in the Europa League, back to Sunday in the Premiership. So your mother will side, your club captain now, of course, heading to Ibrox. How much of a challenge is that? And is there any anything about it being on the back of a a European night that makes it perceived to be easier? Look, you can hope that you you can maybe get 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 off to a good start, frustrate the crowd, maybe they turn. Um, I think I'm I'm sure it's flag day for them, mm-hmm. um, so that might give them a wee bit more extra incentive to not turn. But um, I, I think any team outside um, Celtic going to Ibrox, you're, you're looking to to make it difficult. Frustrate them and hopefully on the counter and whenever they maybe give the ball away to to hopefully punish them and 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 then see how it goes. But again, it's um, it'll be a difficult difficult game. I'm I'm hearing Morelos and Kent maybe struggling, but um, they've got a very good squad and I'm sure whoever comes in mm. will be be. What, what was good. that like, right? Because I, I, on one hand, you'd rather not play Alfredo Morelos or Ryan Kent. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think you have to admit that, don't you? But I, I can I can see that you're worried I'm going to lead you down I just a path like to because play, I? <laughs> well, I don't mean you personally. I mean hypothetically speaking. But is that then also a dangerous trap to fall into? Where you think, oh great, could a couple of those guys are missing? Look, yeah, you can sometimes get a wee lift when you see big names out, um, but at the same time, there's there's a number there's there's another eight. Nine starting eleven players that are, would be playing anyway, um, and you look at the threats Rangers have. Look who came on last night. Backs. You know, exactly. late on the game, mm-hmm. Scott yep. Wright, Fashion Sakala, Kamar Roof. Yep, not a bad trio. <laughs> yeah, um, and a bit of a an interesting time for you. You were out for a long time, hadn't played football for a month, and a nice easy game to ease you back in away to Austria uh, for Scotland. Play a part in one of our best results really for for many a year. Uh, then you come back and you, you don't play the following week for Motherwell. Uh, it must have been a pretty surreal and good, but well, a bit a bittersweet time for you over the last couple of months. Yeah, no, look, I think um, I don't think I've missed a month of worth of football in about since I was maybe twenty-one at at, at Thistle, um, and and ironically, the 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 
part of the reason I came off against Austria was I was I was blown out my backside after not playing a game and, and having COVID and, and I actually had it I think there was two or three days I was quite bad with it as well so it wasn't it maybe didn't come out my system as quickly as I, I'd have liked and, and thought it would have been being kind of young and what I think's fit <laughs> and I had one jab as well so I was thinking I'd, I'd go over it very quick um, I'd probably say thank I, 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 didn't, I wasn't able to travel to Denmark which was again frustrating um, but probably in hindsight how I felt in Austria game was I'd have probably been a mile off it um, just fitness wise but um, but no it was, it was good to, to be involved in that game it was a great great result um, and then obviously to come back at the niggling hit and then maybe just uh, obviously get, getting managed mm-hmm. last weekend but obviously a great result we'll, we'll need to wait and see if I, I get to play against the Rangers would love to be there I think it would be probably one of the best atmospheres I'll play in if I'm involved at uh, Flag Day so hopefully I can and, and, and hopefully spoil the party So you don't want to put him on the spot too much Hugh. so this is a bit where you and I can speculate about yeah. it and have great fun this is where you find out about the way different managers see things oh. the guy goes and plays a role in keeping a clean sheet for his country away in Austria but Motherwell are winning uh-huh. so do you, what do you do? Do you stick to your guns? Do you stick to that winning team or do you make the alteration? He's just sitting there nervous that we're going to put him on the spot too much about it If I'm... Uh, a manager, I say, who are the best 11 players at this club for me? Who starts the game? I'd leave him. I'd leave him out. Don't change your winning team. <laughs> Try my best, you, Steve. <laughs> Thanks, you. 0141. Have a good fight. 951 So the next task for Rangers after last night is Stephen O'Donnell's Motherwell side, whether he's playing or watching or somewhere in between. Um, that is the reality of it. As we said, Ryan Kent certainly out for a couple of weeks. Alfredo Morelos, a doubt over him. Um, let's speak to Martin, who's a Rangers fan, and see what's on his mind tonight. Hi, Martin. Hi guys, how are you? Good, thanks. Are you well? Good. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Good. Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, a couple of points. One of the last night, before the game, I was sort of hoping we would get a draw. I didn't think for a second we were actually going to win last night um, based on the form in the league and the cup in Europe. There's just not been the greatest. Um, but I'm a bit disappointed. I think there was scope there for us to do better um, um, last night. Uh, but I, I would like to single it again and I feel bad again because I did it two or three weeks ago when I singled out Lundstrom. Um, I can't for the life of me see what he offers us in midfield as a player. Um, he must be doing fantastic things in training because I can't see anything on the pitch. For everything he did good last night in terms of interception or tackles, straight away gave the ball away the opposition with a pass, with a bit um, delay on the ball. I'm really finding it hard to give him a chance in terms of because I know it's early in the season but game after game I can't see what he brings to um, the team and it's really annoying I, it's our field's missing out maybe other players could be playing in that position who I believe will do a better job but yet Gerard seems to stick with them and I can't see why Funny the whole John Lundstrom situation is funny for me um, in recent times go back to the season before this one um, and take it to the present day no Rangers player has come in for the kind of criticism that, that comes Lundstrom's way um, and I wonder he's in danger of becoming some sort of whipping boy I, I mean I, I didn't think he had an outstanding game obviously he, he, he came very close to a goal last night um, but it seems to be the Rangers fans are unwilling to cut him the kind of slack that they would others. Well, why is that, Martin? Because, I mean, naturally he doesn't have a good will in the tank from the players that, that won the league last season. Is there also a part of this where you take a league-winning side and if you are 
signed in the summer there you, You're expected almost to automatically enhance that And, and maybe you and, and your fellow Rangers fans Don't feel that's happened yet I wouldn't exactly say even enhanced But at least be on the same level As people who could play in that position um, As well um, I, I don't mean to be singling them out And I'm sure Rangers fans don't want to be singling them out But it seems to be easy to pick up That he's not up to the level That we know that other players could be in that position as well. Um, I know that the Rangers team isn't performing as well as they have done last season. Every player is guilty of that. The only player actually could get past marks so far is probably Balogun. But back to he's not offering anything. I can't see what he's offering on the park. It's like he'll do a couple of good tackles, but straight away the ball's been lost by fault of his own, whether he's been delayed on the ball or a flag pass. Whereas you put Arfield in there, you bring Aribo back and maybe play. I mean, I would have put Aribo back in midfield last night and had um, right on the right wing. Um, but it seems like Gerard's so desperate to fit him into the side. But I can't see what he's offering. And he must be doing fantastic in training because Gerard keeps picking him. But when he's on match day, I can't see it. I can't see him getting beyond a 5 or 4 out of 10 on any given day, apart from maybe the game against Dunfermline. But that's it. Uh, whether this is about John Lundstrom or just a general point Stephen do you think there is a a challenge there that, that we sometimes overlook given that if you come from the English Premier League or the top end of the English Championship you may well be a very good player but the chances of you having played for a team that wants you to do what Rangers or Celtic want you to do is slim now last night's not a great example because it is, it is against Lyon but generally speaking you might come from a Sheffield United or a Burnley like Joey Barton before him or whoever and all of a sudden you've got 75% of the ball. Yeah, and you've, you're also expected to create and not really make any mistakes because if you do and at least a goal, it's all your fault and you're the worst player in the world. It's a pressure that I've not had to play under at, at, at club level. And and it's... Um, look, it's... I think where I have, I have a lot of sympathy for him is he's, he's, he's obviously moved up. He's If he's playing as badly as you're saying, I've not seen enough of the game, so I can't really comment on that. I, I thought he was... I didn't think much wrong from him I think they got a bit, of, crit- bit, bit of criticism for the first goal but the boys still cut in from 30 yards and whipped in the bottom corner so it's small 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 margins um, but look I think there's a lot of things you're new signing you're coming up a new set of players they'll also be used to the way Gerard plays maybe he's taking time to adapt If again if he's as bad as you're saying mm. but every every circumstance is different and it's just trying to Trust in your manager mm. that he's he's making the right call and, and I think um, Gerard I don't think he's let his down much over the last few years so I have no reason why you shouldn't trust him What about Martin the well in fact I'll play this clip first and, and you can sort of hear it from the the horse's mouth so to speak and you can react Stephen Gerrard talking about those injuries picked up last night Well we certainly uh, got a problem with Ryan Kent he'll be sent for a scan um, today we'll know the extent of the injury probably late afternoon or early evening, but he's obviously going to be out at the weekend. And, um, you know, if the doctor's um, prediction is right, he could miss a few weeks, but we'll know more this evening. We've also got Alfredo Morelos with a bit of a tight hamstring. Um, Obviously not on Ryan Kent's level. We might send him for a pitcher as well, just to be sure on that one. So Alfredo's a doubt as well. Um, Besides that, everyone else seems to have come through okay. What do you think Martin Obviously Two hugely important players Recently Confident that The backup is there To get by I hope so um, Ruth Is obviously the Obvious replacement For Morelos Down the left hand side I mean I don't know if Scott Wright can play down the left I don't think I've seen him play But I think he could fill in uh, Kent This might actually be a good thing In terms of Kent Because Kent's not really Delivered this season 
at all, to be honest with you. And I think a wee bit of time out, a wee bit of reflection, and he might come back stronger for it, I hope. Um, but then again, we don't know. Um, Ruth will, I think Ruth will do fine with if Morelos is only out for a couple of games. Uh, Wright could slot into left wing. Um, I'm OK with that. I think we've got enough depth to cope. At least in the short term Martin it was lovely to speak to you That was Martin and Falkirk We're going to speak to Jim very soon We do need to take a quick breather We've got some good news For the Scotland women's national team They've just gone a goal up away in Hungary uh, Erin Cuthbert was brought down I think she picked herself up And stuck away the penalty kick uh, To make it 1-0 to Scotland So good news on that front I've got a full time teaser And Jim in Shettleston next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen O'Donnell and Hugh Keevans are here. They make an unlikely team, but they're going to have to on this full-time teaser. Now, <laughs> this should be... There's the keyword. Stephen O'Donnell should be all over this, Hugh. Uh-huh. He should be able to help you out. Because it's with him in mind That we came up with the question oh. uh, So I would imagine that's the, the inspiration for it When I mentioned earlier in the week That you were coming on the show uh, So Peter in Canvas Lang sent it in And Peter says Since 2018 10 players Other than Stephen O'Donnell Have played for Scotland And played in Scotland But never for Celtic or Rangers So since 2018 10 players other than Stephen O'Donnell have played for Scotland they've played in Scotland and they've never played for Celtic or Rangers how many is it? 10 I've got a good start I think so Declan Gallagher yes um, Scott McKenna yes uh-huh. Michael Devlin do you know what because I know that Michael's a good friend of yours and he's, n- he's not on this list and I wonder why that is well, it definitely it should be that was 2018 wasn't yeah. it? It was what, um, Yeah um, we'll, just add them on. we'll just add them on Right hold on I'm I'll, I'll, I'll going to pause for breath there Because we might need the stewards inquiry in that one So we'll Kenny, leave it there Kenny McLean uh, Yeah okay we'll leave it there I bet you there's right. far more than 10 just gonna, You blame Peter You don't blame me uh, Let's speak to Jim and Shettleson Hi Jim Hi guys how's Not bad What's your point tonight? <laughs> uh, basically I know you're talking about Celtic Rangers And living next day in Europe But mm-hmm. If you asked uh, Stephen O'Donnell what did he speak last night, I know he's not played against Real Betis and Leon, but he's played against Celtic and Rangers. Did he expect them to uh, beat them last night? Okay. Did he, he's played against them. So. He played against Celtic and Rangers. Did you expect them to, to, to win or, or not last night? Uh, well, I've, I've not this season, so I, I can't, I could say, speak for Rangers, I suppose, because Rangers are, I played them last season's Gerrard, so. Look, I think Rangers in any day will compete with any team. Um, they're a very good outfit, very well organised. Um, so yeah, a, a draw, maybe a win would be a great result, but I think they're capable of it. Celtic, I've not played under the new manager, so it's, and it's a complete different system to last season. But when I look at their starting eleven, that they can have, Celtic can compete with any team, I think, in any given night with the, the players they have, if they're all fit. Um if that mm. answers your question, I can't be any more specific with Celtic this season. But uh, well, why, just Jim? Did you did you feel they would struggle last night, or what, what inspired the question? <clears throat> no, as soon as you seen the draw, I, th- I thought, well, both of them are going to get beat. And it's not. Uh, I mean, felt uh, Leon got to the semi final of Champions League two years ago. I know it's a bit yeah. of a different squad; like a few of the players have left, what have you. But 
they're still really a good good team. They're plenty. Of, I mean, they're competing against PSG. I mean, so hmm. look at look at their squad. Does Rangers' expectations nowadays, Jim, not just come from what's gone before in Europe? Because you're right. You know, even go back just a couple of years, the thought of entertaining a Rangers win against Leon would be a bit out there. But as as good as they are, Porto were good and. Benfica were good and Galatasaray were good and Feyenoord were good so Rangers have almost earned the right for people to expect more than they got last night is that fair? No definitely but then you look at Rangers are a wee bit faltering this year you, you can kind of see that Celtic this year remained the Rangers two years ago mm-hmm. when uh, Gerard was doing his rebuilding job so I think they'll kind of they'll compete to a certain extent and then the squad won't be good enough and then they'll fall away Rangers are not firing all cylinders but you're comparing that to last year they never lost a game last year how, I mean how can you better that yeah it's a fair I, point Hugh I wonder then so we're now at the stage where if you're playing that level of European opposition it's, it's alright it's understandable that you might just be a little bit off it which isn't going to be enough was, was that what Rangers was last night it wasn't terrible it wasn't disastrous but you were missing that bit extra Leon are a better side and and therefore you, you end up losing the game 2 nil. I hate this word It's a pretentious word But I'm going to use it Go on The narrative Surrounding last night's game Was that Steven Gerrard 50 European ties This shows This guy Has got Europe And he can get a tune Out of his players Last night They didn't do enough It was all very commendable in its way but they didn't play well enough to win and they were sloppy to use the Stephen Gerrard word and again Leon and Real Betis I fully understand I expected Celtic to lose quite comprehensively in Seville I didn't think Rangers would win the match but I didn't think they would lose it 2-0 but to go on about ah well you see we really shouldn't be beating them you know don't play European football then Because Celtic beat Barcelona uh, When Tony Watt scored the goal And Rangers have had results Unbelievable results in Europe I, I, I just they're, think they're, Hold on whoa, whoa. They're, they're one-offs They're exceptions to the rule Yeah but we're going round the houses to, to, to try and cut Celtic and Rangers some slack I understand at what, Celtic's at what problems point, though, At what point do you accept That other teams are better than you And if you're not at it then that you know That's as, as good as you can do Stephen's Motherwell team will go to Ibrooks before. They've beaten Rangers before. That doesn't mean failure to beat Rangers this weekend will be an absolute disaster. I accept they were too good for you after the final whistle's blown. I think that Rangers went into that game with the 50,000 behind them uh, and I think the 50,000 fans expected better than they saw and that's why the stands mm. were emptying long before the game was oh, finished. Let's just try to get up the road. That's, that's just... Beating the traffic, the traffic. They, they wouldn't be getting up the road If they were winning 2-0 uh, Jim thank you It was nice to speak to Jim In Shettle Snow 141951025 right, I, I knew that Peter wouldn't have made An error of this size There is a disclaimer oh. Five caps and more So there's the, the, the one cap wonders Or the two caps Are not Are not in there Right so There's quite a lot to get through I granted that is quite a lot of clues So since 2018 10 players other than Stephen O'Donnell They've played for Scotland They've played in Scotland But never Celtic or Rangers And we're only including guys with over 5 caps I've got 4 Right, you've got Scott McKenna Kenny McLean, Declan Gallagher Give me one more name Robertson Andy Robertson If you knew who that was Yeah, I've heard of him (laughs) Hugh Keevans Dyke 
don't worry, I think there's I still think there's more than ten. I think uh, this list is growing. He comes from a land down under. Oh Dykes. Yes, Lyndon Dykes. Okay, we'll leave it there. Um Hugh, the Dundee Derby. Oh. Looking forward to that tomorrow. Do you know, I must yeah. admit I've been lucky enough obviously doing this job, been to Celtic and Rangers derbies, been uh-huh. to Hearts and Hibs derbies. Not the chance to go to a Dundee Derby yet. Ah, it's, it's one tasty. I, wanted to, I, wanted, I wanted to take that off at some yeah, point. They're a bit tasty. Uh, derbies are us this season because you know we got the Dundee Derby back, got the Edinburgh Derby back. Uh, we've always had uh, the Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic Derby. Um, I think it'll be a terrific occasion. Um, I thought the Edinburgh Derby last weekend was better than the Glasgow Derby. Uh, I thought it was thrilling, wonderful goalkeeping, tremendous excitement. Uh, never relented from start to finish. I think the Dundee Derby will be the same because the same kind of animosity exists between uh, both sets of supporters. I'm looking forward to uh, Charlie McGrew coming up against Lee Griffiths. Um, I, I just think it'll be a terrific occasion and I'm very glad that Dundee United are unveiling the statue of the, the, the late, the great... Jim McLean, the man who invented the modern day Dundee United. Um, so I think it'll be a wonderful occasion. I'm looking forward to watching the match before before the big game start. Yeah, really looking forward uh, to that one. Producer Callum's a Dundee United fan as well. He's desperate for it to get mentioned, I mean, wasn't he? I've been. He, I, I should he, have mentioned it earlier, but, but I thought missed, at least a half seven. He missed the punchline because I, I can't wait for it to start. Before the big games begin Oh no, He's not happy with that Look at the look <laughs> in his face um, But yeah I mean it's good to have those uh, Derbies back uh, I'm sure There's some other Fascinating games as well Hugh I know you you keep And that's Sunday by the way But you like yeah. the look of Aberdeen St Johnson That I one's tickling it, your fancy I think it's fascinating Aberdeen Six games Without a win I thought the Muddle manager Graham Alexander This morning Put Stephen Glass In his place When he was talking about um, Stephen Glass At uh, going on about uh, Kevin Von Vaughan's uh, behaviour last week uh, thinking he should have been sent off uh, using that as a smoke screen to cover up for Aberdeen's poor form uh, so in all seriousness if Aberdeen don't win that match tomorrow they'll be rumbling at Petaudry big time Kevin Van Veen he's a bit of a character the budget bear camp we're calling him is that is that, <laughs> that, how he's is that accurate I mean he's clearly got, he's, yeah he's, he's a character I think that just about well, covers it aye, he's quite um, aye, he has a good character he's um, in training sometimes he can be a wee bit backward but he's um, he's got bags of ability um, some of the goals he scores in training are, are incredible and, and hopefully we can, can keep him fit keep him playing and, and I think he's obviously there the weekend him and Tony and and Woolery done well together, so hopefully that can continue if 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 they're all selected and um and continue the good form. It's, it's positive. It's good three wins in the bounce for us and and, and Kevin coming in. I think he had a, a, a niggle there the last couple of weeks, but came back in and done really well the weekend. This will be good. What's the diplomatic captain's answer into what was going on between Scott Brown and Tony Watt <laughs> at the weekend? Every single time the two were near each other. There was a nudge or a kick or a, a rub of the head or a comment. It was unavoidable. One of them must have been wearing a nice aftershave. Is that was just desperate to get close to God each other? <laughs> Nobody would ever mention who won what during their career, of course, or any of that stuff. <laughs> that's, that's hard. That wouldn't go on. Two interesting uh, minds there colliding. Is that what it is? Yeah. Just two, two, it. two big characters. Yeah, it was diplomatic enough. Um, we're talking about the Dundee Derby, Stephen. I, I, I know you've only had 
limited experience this season Not played against everyone yet But these, whilst I'm sure you focus on Motherwell Is it still nice to have a league that appears to be thriving Hibs and Hearts look strong And we've got the Dundee Derby back And um, I feel like even the, the neutral feels pretty good About the strength of the league this season Yeah, I think what you want is you want As big crowds as you can And certainly with the derbies coming It's games that normally the TV take up And it, and it can... I seen a thing in the news about marketing the SPL. I think it was Jack Ross said we should be marketing better and getting these big games, the derbies that get real emotion, passion. If we can have the quality good in those games, there is no better marketing tool for full houses and good entertaining football. Um, and and that's hopefully what what the Dundee derby can deliver. Yeah, looking forward to it. I've tidied up this teaser, right? Because Peter's already been back in touch. And I can see the mistake he made, right? There is a particular website that people sometimes go to to research their questions, right? Um, you might have heard of it. It begins with a big W. And sometimes thing, things can eat, can get missed easily. So this is... We've got it now. See the magic number of 10 answers? It's, it's gone up to 14, right? <laughs> but that'll be it. And it, right. that'll be it so it was an easy mistake to make uh, honestly I'll cut him some slack you've got Scott McKenna Kenny McLean Lyndon Dykes Declan Gallagher Ryan Fraser yes um, have you given any yet? no but I'm slowing yeah, down now so I'm quiet. panicking I gave you Kenny McLean and you Dykes you did oh, so, he <laughs> set you up for Dykes um, and since 2018 mm-hmm. so they've played for Scotland more they've played five in Scotland more than, uh, more than five times they've played in Scotland but never for Celtic or Rangers some kind of big names in there as well some kind of guys have had a lot, decent number of Scotland caps and good careers and they've played in Scotland I'm trying 12 times who would be the big characters that are now not in the Scotland oh, squad Robert Snodgrass Robert Snodgrass Okay You've been capped 12 times You're sitting there No he's been capped More than 12 times uh, He's taking caps off The poor guy I know that's a bit harsh What are we up to 18 something 23 23 I know you're thinking How's he managed 23 no. caps that, <laughs> My dad thinks oh, the same thing no, 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 12 is a Motherwell player I see what you've done The joint most capped International for Scotland At for part I do beg your pardon <laughs> we'll let you off Stevens and Ayr what's your point tonight Stephen hi Gordon sure hello and is it Stephen it is Stephen yeah, hello. 23 Stephen, Scotland I just want to, to say first of all well done in getting into the, the Scotland squad I don't think you looked at a place whatsoever and you've done the country proud yeah, thank you very much um, my point is Hugh was only talking about I'll be, I'll be in a yes oh, yes, I've been looking forward to a call like this, Stephen. Right, now, I was, I'll be honest, a month or two ago, I didn't think he was going to make it Celtic. And I'm not getting too excited over two matches, right? But he's played two games, he's scored two, contributed towards one by getting taken out by the goalkeeper, and he scored another one. So he scored three and he's assisted one, sort of, right? Now, he's playing against a good better side, a top six side. So Hugh... Hugh was quick to jump on at the weekend it's only Ross County I don't buy this it's only this and it's only that he's playing against good teams now and he's scoring so are you retracting that or do you still sit in the fence 
No, no. When was I sitting on the fence? You're on to criticise me for what I said about him. Therefore, I could okay, not. Well, do you, do, do you retract it? It's used the phrase wrongly there. But do you? Are you? Are you? Were you too harsh to suggest that you would play for Celtic before Albina Yeti? I, I, mean, I think that, the answer to that is yes. Yeah, I mean, that's a jocular <laughs> remark. Uh, I mean, what the humour dead? Um, I, I I don't retract it. I don't think he's good enough to uh, be. Picked ahead of uh, Kyogo Furuhashi when he's uh, mm. back and fit. That might be an entirely different question, though, because I've not met anyone who's suggesting he should be picked ahead of. His goal Kyogo. last night was uh, struck in off him by the defender. Yeah, got to be uh, in the right place then, at the right he time. He then got, um, you know, he, he worked for the penalty, and it was an obvious one hundred percent penalty. Um, I, I do not think that he'll be long term Celtic. I, I think Furuhashi will. Uh, I cannot comment on um, Gio Jamakis uh, because I've never seen him. Um, but I'm not, you know, good luck to him. He's come in, he is the only option available to Ange Postacoglu, but I'm not mm. running around thinking uh, this changes everything. I, I don't think the Celtic supporters had a high regard. He's been at Celtic for a season and a bit. For me, a striker at Celtic, and this is a commonly held view by those who have played the position, a striker at Celtic should be getting 20 goals a season, given the pressure that Celtic exert on their opponents and given the service they will get. He's been at Celtic for a season and a bit more and he's yet to hit double figures. I mean, well, he's probably not played and then you can ask why is that, which is, which is fair, but Stephen, you can only... You can only take your chance when it comes along. Again, it depends what the question is. I don't think anyone's suggesting a Yeti plays ahead of Furuhashi, not even close. Yeah. But he has to play at the moment. No one else is there. Scores two at the weekend. One last night wins a penalty. Yes, you can say what hit off, whatever. But yeah. that, that's just a fact. Job. Look, I think, especially when a new manager comes in, it's a clean slate at a club. You're, you're needing to try and impress the new manager. I'm assuming he's come in. Uh, he's been getting a wee bit more game time and he's recently he's, he's he's done the business so you can only say well done and hopefully he keeps it going mm. from a Celtic point of view how do you define he's done the business he scored a goal won a penalty scored two I, I mm. think that's not a bad record you'd take that as a striker uh-huh. am I saying he look you're entitled to your opinion you no, matter, no matter how inaccurate he's obviously done the business the last two games you can obviously. only I mean, listen I'm being, I'm being jocular again yeah, but for <laughs> me he doesn't Strike me as long term yeah. Celtic Again I, I don't know if anyone If that is the intention for, for anyone right now Other than to be a supporting act But he's in at the moment Thank you to Stephen um, This list went up to 14 But that's fine We can handle that Since 2018 14 players other than Stephen O'Donnell Played for Scotland More than 5 times Played in Scotland But never for Celtic or Rangers So that sounds like a lot of information But when you think of the names Andy Robertson Scott McKenna Kenny McLean Ryan Fraser Lyndon Dykes Declan Gallagher Robert Snodgrass I've got a Sayer and I've got a maybe mm-hmm. McGinn yes John McGinn and he never played for Celtic Hugh no don't, don't get you started on that that's fine <laughs> uh, so no. maybe made the five no nope. he's not on the list hmm. um, Paul McGinn uh, no not enough caps of course current squad though, there's, yeah there's um, Johnny Russell yes that was it I might have cheated for this next one but then I don't no, you shouldn't admit that. But Considine, Andy, no. You see, he made the five. 
He's not on the list. That doesn't mean to say he shouldn't be, but he's not on the list. We'll take more of your calls, Nick. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Stephen O'Donnell are here. Still time to squeeze a call in on 0141-951-1025. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, we're looking for quite a lot now. The list grew, but that can happen. It's the beauty of the full-time teaser since 2018. 14 players other than Stephen O'Donnell. They've played for Scotland more than five times. They've played in Scotland. But never for Celtic or Rangers Andy Robertson, Johnny Russell Scott McKenna, Kenny McLean, Ryan Fraser, Lyndon Dykes Declan Gallagher John McGinn, Robert Snodgrass About it and they- Yes They're all his Scotland pals just texting him the answers to these <laughs> They are, I can see you checking your phone You're not even discreet about it And then Kevin Nisbet Kevin Nisbet, yes I think that's me now, I'm done You've got three to get, I would say One of them's brutal a football That's the no. most ruthless thing I've ever heard <laughs> He's a perfectly wow. fine footballer um, But the reason it's brutal Is because He probably didn't get Many more than five And it probably was in 2018 um, The last one So you're Yeah you're, you're going back a bit so, Oh do you know what In fact I think I think you're okay Forget him You're down to 13 You're down to 13 You can forget him So I've got two more so yeah. we've got two more. I say I because I'm the only one covering anything. I here. am never ever accepting a question from Peter ever again. This is a shambles. Do you know what? You've only got one more to get. You're fine. You're off the hook. I'm off the hook. So it's now. I don't even know what it's back down to. But you've only, only get, you've only got one 12? more to get. Oh. One more. That's all you need to know. Let's speak to Colin and Cumbernauld. Hi, Colin. Hi, Gordon. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. What's on your mind tonight? Um, just really decide that. I'm a Celtic fan, so I really defend my side. Um, really, really proud of how they played last night, considering we had so many players missing. I know it's disappointing to go two up and then you know lose the four goals, but I think in perspective, if that game was last season, we we would have got hammered. And um, I just think you maybe a little bit too harsh on on the boys last night. Well, uh, you know, I can't go back and what I said. Oh, you can. I think if you get well, but I have no intention of. <laughs> um, but if you are two up, then mm. in the managerial um, code, it says something mm. to hang on to. Celtic have a severe problem hanging on to anything. How much? I think Colin's trying to frame it with last season as well, because we, we did the same with Rangers in a positive sense. You know, they set the bar. How much better or not was last night than? Ferenc Varos or Sparta Prague oh, Infinitely better yeah. But that, that was the start of Celtic's implosion I have to go back And I do know it's not just the back four I do know that Sorrow for example Was uh, complicit in the loss of the third goal He was horribly slow And could have stopped the cross getting in the first place But I have to go back to it uh, Anthony Ralston People were upset he wasn't in the Scotland squad Earlier this season Uh Juranovic, Carter Vickers and Starfelt have all been brought into the club. They are all supposed to be first picks. And four goals in 20 minutes. But it's all about the back four though. You, you no, mentioned this I've earlier said, on. I've said Sorrow. I said that Sorrow yeah. could have cut out the, the ball for the, the third goal. But and Juranovic, you know, it's, it's a bit selective because... Yeah, he's been brought in, but he's like his third game and he's played out of position as well. Oh, it's third game. They took him mm. to a penalty. 
um, so got to do with the ability to defend he's on, them. He's on the park. I mean, Ange Postecoglou. Yeah, I'm not suggesting them. he wasn't on the park, but you are trying to. You're mentioning the fact, sort of anecdotal stuff about Anthony. People thought Anthony Ralston was in the should be in the Scotland squad, as if that automatically means Anthony Ralston's a brilliant player. It was still a threadbare back four. I think that's the point people are trying to make. But how can it be threadbare if Celtic bought three of them? Because one of them was playing out of position, and there is no other obvious. Solutions. Well, there they, there they, are no, there well, are no, there they, are no fixes. There are no people you can really bring on. They, they played Juranovic out of position at Ibrox. Yeah, everyone, again, because they had to. Everyone, yeah, but everyone said how well he played. Mm, not everyone. Well, again, we're going round and round and round trying to create heroic failure. Um, I think it's perspective. It, it, I told you that five past six. Now and, you're still and, going on, and it's individual perspective. And I don't believe your perspective. So and I'll see your perspective and raise you a perspective. Um, He's doubling down. <laughs> The, the, <laughs> I, I just think that bad defending has become too much of a characteristic for Celtic, and they have to. Okay, but how can it be a characteristic? How can it be a characteristic with of three new with three new signings? Because so it's not it's not their characteristic, then, is it? Well, it's characteristic of the team. So mm. maybe it's not the defence. So it's just a coincidence, then, because, like I said, it can't be a characteristic of Carter Vickers well, or Juranovic somehow. On the 17th of September, Celtic have failed to make the Champions League, uh, have struggled to get into the group stages by hooker by crook mm. against AZ Altmar, got there by the skin of their teeth, and now they've started. As I say, I thought they would lose badly in Seville, and I commend them for running Real Betis so close. However, it is a characteristic of the team that on the, the important occasion, even the game at Ibrox, for me, beaten by a simple corner and a header that did not defend properly. What about this weekend, Colin? I mean, Celtic have not got a great record at Livingston. Um, what are you thinking ahead of that one? Well, obviously it's just a very tough game. Um, but I think if we show the same heart and effort that we did last night, taking up a bit, um, obviously, we definitely missed Callum McGregor last night. Um, I think we definitely missed Abada. But I think, you know, I think we can get a result on Sunday. It will be tough because, as you say, it's uh, a bit of a bogey ground for us. But I think we can go there with confidence that we ran better as well. Mm-hmm. And I think if we show the same heart and effort that we did last night, I think we'll get a result. And hopefully, we'll have Abada back, definitely. Hopefully we get somebody else back. But I think going in perspective again, you saying, I don't think right now that we are a Champions League level team right now, right? I think we're Europa League level team. That's what we are right now. So I think we are where a level is. And I think once we get a full team back, we'll be a force in the Europa League once we get all our players back. Time will tell Thank you Colin We'll have to leave it there I'm utterly sick of this question Right, This has been a disaster From start to finish But we can laugh about these things I, I don't even know how many you need Just keep shouting names at me I, I know that it's, it's still more than one You've got the oh, one though it, oh. Yeah we're back up Forget we're it honestly. It's a sham. I just want to forget The last hour of my life As a sam To be honest Looks like a couple of passes And we'll get to bed Right good. go uh, Parson Yes Callum Patterson I think there are two more Two more? Yeah Pierre. So sort of in the snodgrass mould I would say in terms of Good career down south Played a lot of times for Scotland Played since 2018 Kevin McDonald. That's the hard one That's the one I didn't think you would get The, the, the last one's easier uh, it was Easier? Mm-hmm. I think so Is Give you his club up here Hibs 
Nearly, nearly. Striker. Played for Wolves and Burnley and Stoke and Marseille. I'm off here. Okay, Come on, you. You can help me here. I've got, I've got tw- thirteen out of fourteen. Come on. No, he didn't. Stephen Fletcher. And you, oh, and you. I I've never been in room because I was injured. The squad he was nah, in. Excuses, he's right? Thank you, Hugh. Okay. Thank you, Stephen O'Donnell. Andy Bottle Andy beat the pundit. Yeah, no, honestly, he's, he's just can't get the staff these days. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We do appreciate Stephen coming in. A big weekend for Motherwell and all the teams across the country. Looking forward to it greatly. We're on at two o'clock tomorrow. Make sure you join us. GBX up next. <laughs>